This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, now in our sixth season, looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club each week on video and audio. So for an irreverent but always informative hour or more of football conversation, make your Monday a Blue Monday. And joining me tonight, two guys who have not shied away from anything. They've seen what it's like at the top. They know how the structures work. They may have even taken people over to Dortmund to have a look at how their story went. Um, and I'm welcoming back after a three-week absence, <laughs> David Diamond since Peterborough and um, Seb Brown returning from live show fame, Seb. Um, guys, um, how are you? Um, I don't know if you spotted where my quotes came from there, but there are more of those to come throughout the show, I think. <laughs> Yeah, do you Dave, know what? You, you got right? me thinking. You got me thinking there. How um how the intro is still the same as Ben did on show one, and yeah. I still can't believe we're using the word exciting. But hey, you know, <laughs> well, it's not boring. This week, yeah, you can't call this week. Well, that's true. I mean, ninety yeah. percent of what we'll talk about is is <laughs> not the Oxford match, but um, you know, it's like it's like a soap opera, isn't it? Are you doing all right, Dave? We haven't heard. It's yeah, a good. Week yeah, no, you, good. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, been sort of. Busy, busy with the sort of day job, but no um, other than that, just had a few days off. Actually, I had um, Friday off, so nice long weekend. I got tomorrow off, and um, oh. I mean, you're, you're still up in the Midlands, but the weather here has been bloody glorious, absolutely yeah. superb. Not so much here. Yeah, not so much here. No, um, Seb, you've been moving stuff around. Is the weather glorious in it, North Wales? Are you under some kind of weather warning? No, it's a, no, it's uh, it's really nice actually. It's nice and sunny. It's a balmy sort of 12, 13, 14 degrees. I washed the cars uh, earlier on. It's 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 very oh. nice for a change. It sounds very similar to Suffolk actually. Exactly it's, what it's, I it's, did. I think I think it's more South Wales that's copped it. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, they were on weather warnings and stuff. But no, yeah. they're making the most of it. It's quite nice. It'll be it'll be barbecue weather next week. <laughs> it's the microclimate around the Midlands that's just <laughs> crap. Um, and I know that anyway. That's why I have seasonal affective disorder all year round. Right. Let's jump into it, guys. I've got, um, I mean, the news is going to take up the bulk of this week's pod because I've just got quotes to chuck at you and to get your reactions on. Um, it was Ben and Joe on the live show after Northampton and stuff was starting to kick off even then. Um, let's start with, um, let's get, I'd quite like to get some broader perspectives on um, on this Darren Drysdale versus Alan Judge face-off. Um I think there's people, as always with social media, people have kind of got themselves into two separate camps, which is um, he did it was wrong versus brilliant. We should see more of that. Referees getting loads of stick. And possibly I'm somewhere in between those, which is um, I'm sure Darren Drysdale obviously didn't mean any harm and probably regrets the situation. And now all the kind of media hoo-ha that has blown up about it. But he was always going to get reprimanded by the FA, wasn't he? And I think he's he's been charged, and that will be heard in March. And he was 
um, pulled from duty, I think is the phrase, um, for his game. I think it was South Henry Bolt. He was referenced Saturday. Um, Dave, what's your what's your thoughts on this whole situation? I didn't really have a didn't really have a problem with it particularly. I mean, it was. I have. I must admit, though, I have. I haven't quite seen anything like it before. No, it's and a... um, Mr. Drysdale has got that sort of <laughs> that sort of look about. You're absolutely right. Um, and I thought I thought he ref the match quite well. I mean, did, up to then, I thought he ref the match very well. You know, clearly, um, I mean, post that he sent off Flynn Downs for obviously dissent and something he said. Whether whether that had a had an effect, and he was totally totally wound up already. Probably maybe that did have, did have an effect on it. But do you know what? I didn't really have a problem with it. And and to be fair, Alan Judge comes out afterwards and says the same thing. You know, heat of the yeah. moment stuff. Yeah, refs. I mean, I don't think refs really. I can't condone the ref, you know. And, and I'm sure you know Mark. What I think was Mark Halsey. You know, say hopefully they won't get the book thrown at him. But um, yeah, you, I mean, you can't really condone refs because you just don't see it putting their head, you know, that that close in. But I didn't really have a great great problem with it. And I was a bit miffed at Lambert's reaction to it. Really, again, you know, immediately on, you know, um, well, I've never seen that before, and I've played such shock. I've played at the highest level, and I've never seen <laughs> see. that. Um, um, you know, I'm going to have a word with, uh, you know, with the uh, with the man- league management, re- referees management, you know, whoever represented it. I think I said Mark Halsey. Um, yeah, not not a problem with it for me, really. Yeah, Judge coming out afterwards, seven saying that he he wasn't expecting an apology, and as far as he's concerned, that's the end of it. Um, what's that's, your thoughts? That, that's the right thing, isn't it? I mean, like like Dave said, I I didn't really care too much about it. I thought there was a bit of an overreaction on, on Twitter. But like Judge says, you know, it's heat of the moment stuff. Only Judge and the referee and a few of the players around will know whatever Judge said to the guy to sort of set him off a little bit. But but is it really that big a deal? And we've, I'm sure we've all had, you know, things in the heat of the moment. We've said the wrong thing or acted the wrong way. At the end of the game, you know, you shake hands. Judge's uh, uh, comments the next day were absolutely spot on. It's over with. Let's move on and, and, and get on with it. What, what happens on the pitch should sort of stay on the pitch, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, I guess we're wishing all of the best to Mr. Drysdale with whatever FA hearings yeah. he has to go through some common sense. I mean, he, he, there. he really did. He, he got he got he got dumped off the it really must have been basement clash yesterday, <laughs> wasn't it? Was it? You say it was South? Was it, was it South? It was South I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, no big miss for him there. But <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I looked. I looked at his. I mean, he's he's got a, he's got a pedigree. I think he was like assistant assistant ref in that. And in the yep. cup final and things like that, and he's in like an RAF. He's in the he's RAF, sergeant, isn't, isn't he? he? So yeah, yeah, sergeant in the RAF. So there you go. You know, perhaps that's a, that is his general overall demeanour. But and to, to be fair, I don't mind seeing a ref with a little bit of character because some, you know, some you just see these refs that just got totally, you know, emotionless. You know, no emotion at all. You know, just ref. Um, but yeah, I thought he had a bit of bad. I've got a problem with that. Oh, we saw Kalina used to do it all the time, didn't he? Kalina yeah. used to. That was that's what Kalina yeah. did in all the big games. Yeah. It, it was just accepted that was part of his part of his character trait. So you know, it has it has sort of happened before, not not to that degree. Um, and I don't think he should be should be hung out to dry about it. No, no, no I mean going back. Obviously, I go back a long way, as you know. And it certainly was more refs when I can remember growing up in like the seventies and stuff like that that were real, you know, proper characters. You knew the refs, but now I couldn't really tell, especially in our you know in our league, ref who officiates our game. I couldn't tell one ref from the from the next. To be fair. Dare I mention Clive Thomas, Dave? <laughs> move on. Move on swiftly, I, I can think. hear GV. Moving off. Grrr, I can hear now. Um, so then, people, forget, people also forget about Clive Thomas. So don't forget he was ref also at Highbury when we won the semi-final. Was, I guess I don't think I know. I, I never see him on the highlights because you don't you Yeah, but, need to give to, it, but... I mean, it was an obvious penalty that day, obviously, when Hunter Handle, and when Hunter Handle punched it away from Regis. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so people tend to forget that, but yeah, I know. Don't forget, it'll never be forgiven. Never. Even Sir Bob when no. friends are there. No. GB and Sir Bob. <laughs> um, this is some more panto guys, and and I kind of feel a little bit <laughs> like we we shouldn't have to talk about this stuff. But this is the state of play as as at the moment at Ipswich. Um, a lot of queries about where Caden Jackson in particular was on Tuesday night because I think his three match suspension has. Um, had run its course after his sending off at Sunderland. And then it turned out um, after the match that um, both him and Kevin, um, Kevin Nolan, bloody hell, I wish, <laughs> I wish. Uh, John Nolan have been um, banished <laughs> to the under 23s. Um, um, and it it depends who you listen to about why they've been sent down there. Um, 
Caden Jackson tweeted about his professionalism and it not being in question. Um, and there was some chat, uh, certainly on Friday from Lambert, about um, Nolan saying that um, he would have rather have stayed at home with the wife and kids than travel um, all the way to crew to sit in the stands, which I guess, again, some of us may have sympathy for and some might not. That's part of the gig. Um, but both had potential moves to the championship, we think, mm. turned down, and both have been involved in pretty crappy sendings off, as in stupid sendings off that have led to significant bans. Um, Seb, what, what's going on here? Because both of these players are going to be top earners, isn't it? It's, it's just Lambert regressing to... It's an it's ego thing, I guess. Yeah, I think it's a bit of an ego thing. He likes his bomb squad from from previous clubs, and I guess he's brought it in here. The, I, the the Nolan thing seems to be a really, really shocking case of man management. You know, if he's going as the nineteenth man to crew, etc., why bother dragging him all the way up there? I'm sure there is a player that you could, you know, from the under twenty threes, you could call up who could come for the experience and and be part of the match day squad. Why take a senior pro if you've got absolutely no desire to play them? And also in the world of COVID, you know, keeping a senior body back at the club, fit and healthy, might be a, a a bit of a more sensible decision to make as well. It just reeks to me of a, of Lambert trying to sort of stamp his authority a little bit. Uh, when you when you hear the, the the pre and post match conferences in the moment, he seems to be very paranoid that leaks are coming out from the club. He's asking Stu and Andy where they're getting their information from. So maybe he sees this as a way. I'm a disciplinarian. You know, this is what I'm going to do, uh, even if it is to the to the detriment of the team, which, which I think it is. There was some chat by um, Stu and Andy, I think, on Kings of Anglia, Dave, that um, Nolan had put in an overzealous performance in training the day before and this was kind of punishment for that but I think a few players maybe even Jackson and, and Emir Hughes I think have experienced the travel up for an away game yeah. and then sit in a stand and, and especially you know he is it's, it's a real slight on him because let's face it Nolan okay he hasn't had the best of seasons but like I always say I think somewhere and there's a decent player at that level there really is um you know, he is a senior professional. So, I mean, you know, how does that make him look in front of the other, you know, his, you know, his other you know, teammates as such? You know, you're not telling me, as Seb said, that he could have taken a, a Liam Gibbs or someone like that, for instance, and made them 19th man or even someone else. So, yeah, it was a, it was an odd one. And, um, you know, Lambert, he just obviously it was an easy, easy target to leap all over that. In, in the media wasn't it really saying you know professionalism and again he used it again I mean how how I mean every time he's using this now I know we laugh at him but I've played at the top I've played for Celtic <laughs> I've played for Dortmund I mean, he actually said it he actually said this um um you know I'm a um, you know I've won the highest competition in Europe and I've never come across this previously well what difference does that make you know it doesn't mean anything but yeah just just again odd very odd and Jackson well I, I don't know. Jack, I mean, to my mind, Jackson should be playing now. You know, should be if we're going, if we're now playing with off Norwood, Jackson should should be the one that's sort of playing off him now. So yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I haven't really heard too much about Nolan, but I think it was fairly common knowledge that I think it was Huddersfield perhaps came with a came in with a definite off, well, say offer or loan, whatever it was for for Jackson. So obviously, there's perhaps a, a tinge of disappointment there from Jackson, mm. but. I mean, it was a silly chat, but, you know, he, he served his punishment. He served his three games punishment. Yes, it was a silly challenge. Um, he's got to move on from that. And both likely to be among the higher of the earners, which is uh, they're now being paid to coach the under-23s. It's yeah, yeah r ridiculous. And, and yesterday, you know, if you get to the 80th minute and Norwood can't go on, I think we'd all much rather have Jackson stepping yeah. off the bench with his pace against tired defenders rather than, all due respect, you know, Aaron Drennan has scored yeah, recently. But but I think that Jackson is a better player. And I think yeah. we'd all agree we're, we'd be, the squad would be stronger, certainly with Jackson, at least as a, as a bench option. Yeah. Let's get into Lambert's quotes on the media, guys. And I'm, I'm kind of feeling like the people on the podcast are the listeners are just going, oh, God, do we really have to do this? Um, so what I will do is I will quote Lambert at you. I won't do the accent. I, don't, I can't do the voice. Um, and maybe you tell me if you want to jump in and challenge anything or question anything or remark on anything rather than – because a lot of what we've heard is, is kind of standard Lambert. But there's some stuff, there's some specifics which um, are good context and interesting context. Um, the first is – and he mentioned this in the post-match on Tuesday, the scenes at the training ground the other day, um, I don't think that was true Ipswich fans, um, which was very interesting given Blue Action claimed credit for it and Blue Action were welcomed in with open arms um, at the start of his tenure. Um, I'm, I'm not, I, yeah, but not true Ipswich fans. Um, the stuff about we had a young team out last night 
Um, we were actually training against a younger team, which I wasn't sure was allowed because I think the under-23s and the first team have to train separately because of COVID reasons. But maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, and it's probably the first time they've probably seen things like that. It's never nice. It doesn't matter how old you are, but we have a lot of young players playing. Um, um, Marcus Evans now, um, he's put an incredible amount of money. This is when he starts to contradict himself a little bit or when this is where Stu Watson did a really good bit of journalism Friday and, and Jim White of TalkSport and Sky just kind of give gave softballs to Lambert to kind of knock around a bit. Um, Marcus Evans has put an incredible amount of money into the football club. I understand that. It's a hard, hard gig running a football club because of the amount they must put in as incredible, but you need an infrastructure where everybody Town has got to get round a table um, and say, where are we going here? What are we doing? Where is my, where is my wife? Where is my comfortable house? Um, what's the infrastructure? Because this needs to stop. This needs to stop. So is it Evans's fault that there's a lack of infrastructure or is it someone else's fault? Um, who are we pointing the finger? Because Lambert doesn't want to point the finger of blame, just to be clear. Well, he's, he's um, not wrong, is he? I mean, we all agree the structure is wrong. Everybody's to blame, apparently, he, though. He, uh, he's not wrong. The structure is wrong at the club. But, you know, he can't sit here two and a half years after he's taken over and suddenly bring these things to light. You know, we do need a proper, a proper what we call a footballing person in a, in a director of football kind of role. So he is right. The structure is wrong. But, you know, he spent two years, two and a half years defending Evans every single opportunity he gets. And only now when things start to get a little bit tough, does he start to throw him under the bus a little bit? Yeah, what's he been doing for two and a half years, Dave? I think Simon Jordan leapt all over that on TalkSport. I don't know if you, I mean, absolutely brilliantly and sort of destroying and said, well, you know, there seems to be a complete breakdown, you know, breakdown of communication here between Lambert and potentially Lambert and the owner, you know. Um, yes, you know, um, what has he, and basically slaughtered him, basically said, you know, what has he done in two and a half, what really has he achieved in two and a half seasons? And you know, the sad thing is that he, you know, he, he hasn't got this, apparently he hasn't, you know, now got this dialogue with, you know, with the, uh, with the owner. And there was this, Simon Jordan made a really, really valid point that, why is Paul Lambert coming on TalkSport yeah. to kind of open up this debate about that lack of infrastructure? Yeah, when he should be, he should be he able should to be... talk, you know, have yeah. the communication with the owner. Yeah. So, yeah, that, um, th- that for me was, well, that one. And then, of course, latterly, then Darren Bent, Darren Bent had his say, was, which was also fairly hard-hitting, wasn't it? Yeah. It's just um, all deflection at its finest, isn't it? It's the Monday he can use the 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 attack on the training ground as it was basically no, drummed up as. Tuesday is the referee. Middle of the week yeah. is the club structure. It's anything to deflect the real issues of what's been going on under the pitch and the the deterioration under his reign for the last two and a half years. Yeah, the big thing for me is I did the same at Aston Villa. I protected Randy Lerner for a long, long time. It was yeah. like a lamb to a slaughter was happening there. I can't do that again. I can't go through that again. There's got to be a structure where everybody gets around the table. Everybody's to blame. Everybody, not one person where you can turn around and say you're blaming that one or that one. Everybody has let themselves look in the mirror and say where it went wrong. And I think that's the big thing for Ipswich. A lot of Ipswich in the third person and other people. But um, but he says, I've not shied away from anything. Even the clubs I played with, they were huge clubs <laughs> with massive success and the players yes, I played against Countries I played in and all these sorts of things. Yeah, you've played. You're not managed at big clubs, though, have you, Paul? You've not, well, maybe one. Um, but, yeah, I wish he'd stop talking about his playing career as if it's relevant for his managerial totally irrelevant. Um, I've seen what it's like at the top. I've seen how the structures work. Um, and then, the, 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 then there's the continuing chat about is this going to be the conversation with Marcus Evans, which supposedly there may have been one yes on Saturday and there was what's supposed to be one next week. I mean, this is, this is a mess, right guys? This is, this is dysfunction. And, and it's, it's, it kind of takes two to tango. You've got Lambert who is basically out of ideas and is now kind of pointing fingers left, right and center. But where's the owner? You know, we've had those two, kind of press statements at the end of last year, one telling us to be careful what we wished for, the other one backtracking and say, oh, I, I didn't mean to offend you. Um, this kind of silence is is probably 
a cause for concern for supporters. The wider world are starting to have their their two penneth on it as well. And you know, there's an article in the Telegraph, which we'll talk a little bit about later. Um, and obviously, Talksport are looking at it now. Um, and Adrian Durham's had his say. Um, Nick Abe has, has done a kind of an editorial on it as well. Um, this whole club just needs shaking up, doesn't it? Um, I just don't know how it's all going to play out. I mean, how is it all? How is it all going to play out? You know, will we be totally, totally taken aback, and there will be a meeting? I don't know. So, you know, this week, tomorrow, I don't know, Tuesday, when, whenever, or the game Tuesday for a start. And will he? Will it simply be he'll he'll go? And could we have a new manager in place by next Saturday? Well, there's been that conjecture for weeks, hasn't it? Mm. Absolutely weeks, or maybe hopeful, hopeful conjecture. It is just a mess, and the club's a bloody laughing stock, really, to the outside world, isn't it? Now, it's an absolute, I think Ben called it a basket case. It really is. Yeah. Absolute, you know, and the trouble horror is the, show. And, and the trouble is there is still football to play. You know, we'll talk about Oxford, which is and we should the main do, yeah. reason behind this, this podcast yeah. this week. Yeah. But, and, and whilst all of this pantomime is happening off the pitch, it's it's causing distractions on it and also potentially just taking our after ball because there is a good chance in the next few weeks, if it isn't already, our chances of finishing in the top six have gone. And that is another season down in League One and potentially a lowest placed finish in our history since the mid fifties or early sixties, whatever it is. So there is there is still football to be played, guys. And and a lot of people are taking their eye off the ball. Fortunately, the players didn't on Saturday, and more of that in a bit. But I, I guess I need to address rumours that have been posted on Twitter and um, on all our message boards and so on. You know, we are aware that there is chat of, there's rumours of takeovers. But guys, this feels kind of convenient, doesn't it? Uh, maybe there is something in it and we'll find out more, hopefully. But But we can't really wait for that to sort us out, can we? No, it would be the one explanation of why, you know, I guess why Lambert is still around, etc. Because he's not going to be, you know, the, if, if somebody is going to look to invest or buy into the club, they're probably going to want to appoint their own man. But we, we, like you said, we can't sit around. That could take months to be completed. You know, there's still, what, 18, 19 games of football left to play, 20 games of football left to play. And we, we should be giving absolutely everything, focusing on the pitch to try and get ourselves into the playoffs, which if it's going to be under this manager, if, if Evans is refusing to, to, to pay him off to the summer or whatever, okay. But, you know, fo- Lambert needs to focus on his coaching and, and and on the pitch and leave all the airing of our dirty laundry in public, you know, leave it all to one side, have those conversations with Evan and with O'Neill, but he needs to be focusing on the pitch to, to, to make sure we're doing the best we can in, in, in all the games. No, no, it doesn't get any easier, does it? Look who's, look who we've got this week. <laughs> Two yeah. games it's this not week. a good run coming up, is it? No, no, no. no. Well, the trouble is doing nothing. And I think Joe has said this quite a few times on the pod, doing nothing is kind of the worst of all worlds, isn't it? Because you've got, if 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 the takeover is 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 in progress, then great. But as Seb said, that could be months. Mm-hmm. It could no, also I... fall through, couldn't it? Yeah. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, and um, you, in the meantime, you've got you know, admittedly, yesterday was a, a better performance, but it's still not good enough form wise to get us anywhere near the top six. And there are and there are people who are, and I would include myself in this, waiting for a season renewal letter or an email, which should arrive in the next month, asking me, begging me for my money. I'm not giving them any more money whilst Paul Lambert is in charge, or maybe even whilst Marcus Evans is still in charge. So effectively, you're killing your future revenue stream by also leaving Lambert in a job, aren't you? I just think no one wins apart from, well, Paul Lambert wins because he gets a bloody big payoff, doesn't he? But the football club loses, doesn't it? Supporters lose. I mean, you know, you, you can't see it. You know, at this moment in time, yes, improved performance yesterday, but, you know, all talk of the playoffs, you just can't see us winning enough games. Well, not winning enough no. games. You can't see us scoring enough goals to win enough games. I mean, that's basically it. Um, and what you would hope is if if the new man put the ownership to one side, but if there is, if he does go and a new manager comes in, then you get that new manager bounce where yeah. it's happened before, you know. Um one of our ex-managers is doing quite well in South <laughs> Wales at the moment, for goodness sake. We won't quite try not to dwell on that. But you could get a similar, you could perhaps get a similar bounce to that. And then you are right back, to coin a phrase, in the, in the mix. But I don't yeah. think we're going to be in the mix <laughs> with the current manager somehow. No. Um, 
Well, we should talk about um, actual football then, shouldn't we? Yeah. Um, and being back in the mix. I think the issue is we're going to we, we're now getting into this territory of relying on other people to to lose points, aren't we? To drop points to get that swing. I, I don't know. There's got games in hand, and and the league's crap, isn't it? Because people are beating each I other mean, and drawing and going on. Maybe laugh about these games in hand. Yeah, we've got these games in hand, but we've won what five out of sixteen <laughs> games. So, um, yeah, so let's let's bring things up to date with Oxford. And I'll be honest, I was, I think most of us were expecting an absolute pummeling from oh. Oxford, one of the form teams in the division, top of the form table. However, but, you cut things at the moment. I've even, as far back for a 12 game form table, they are top with nine wins, two draws, and only one defeat. Some um, summed up, I mean, we'll get onto it, but summed up the division for me that really yeah. seeing them yesterday. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> Very um, average find themselves eighth um and but last time out and um, defeat to Tranmere in the EFL trophy we know about heartbreaking the EFL trophy a bit never at the semi-final stage um, um but they had beaten Wigan in their previous league match um it's a 4-3-3 from Carl Robertson with his blonde tips haircut which and his massive pint massive of, coffee <laughs> massive pint, pint of tea whatever it was um 4-3-3 um I guess players of note Matty Taylor comes in and Mark Sykes comes in, but Brandon Barker and Elliot Lee, that kind of front three of mm. Barker, Taylor and Lee was is pretty mm. impressive there. Otherwise, not too many household mm. names there, maybe a couple on the bench, but um, but yeah, I, I kind of looked through that Oxford team expecting to see players of a similar ilk. Well, Henry, Henry, who's always done well against us, he was on the bench when he, he didn't come yeah. on until later Shadipo on. Shadipo was quite good as well. Always quite right. Yeah, Shadipo, um Barker was good first for a, for a spell first half. He was really good, and I thought, here we go. But um, faded after that, and they really did to me, for me. Well, yeah, we'll get on to that. But so yeah. slow players tend to do. Um, Ipswich, it's um, <laughs> 11th going into the match with our 12 wins, four, dra- four draws, 10 defeats. Um, and in the same 12-match um, form table where Oxford are top, we're 16th, guys, with three wins, three draws, oh. and six defeats. Last time out, a nil-nil draw with Northampton. Are going to be one of the worst home performances in living memory. Um, it's a, I think this is a 4 4 2, gents. We'll probably debate this as we go through. Um, but seven changes, um, lots of chat about possible returns from injury for a few people, and that proved to be the case. A completely different centre back pairing of Wilson and Nciala. Chambers comes in for Matheson, who looked a little shaky on Tuesday night. Um, Judge regains his place in the team, having been good against Blackpool and then dropped for no good reason against Northampton. Bishop comes in as well. Um, Keenan Bennett's um, out the side for months and suddenly in and out of nowhere. Um, and Nord as well, who um, has had a couple of good cameos of late. Um, he comes in and I think he's playing just in advance of Parrot. And I've kind of, mm. I looked up, I quite like the, um, on SofaScore, you can get the average player positions from the time on their on their time on the pitch, and effectively we're off. We are a four four two, but we have no. Um, you've got Bennett's out one side, but you don't have anyone the other side. I think Bennett's is on the left, and maybe Judge or someone should be on the right, but there's no one there. So I've kind of described it as an asymmetric four four two, or maybe an asymmetric four four one one, and. Um, I'd be interested to get your thoughts. No Wolfenden or McGuinness, even on the bench. They travelled all the way to Ipswich, Dave, and they didn't even make the Well, obviously, I uh, guess they were the um, <clears throat> they were two of the young players that obviously were affected by the blue action. Um, the blue action, you know, was a bit of a um, over overspill from the Northampton performance, and we're still suffering the, uh, the stress from from the flare at the training ground, perhaps. But yeah, I mean. He, he, he did make a point of that, you know, put the putting the flair to one side. It was an exceptionally young team against um against Northampton, albeit it was a shocking performance, which is a bloody shocking game, it was awful. Um so I was when I saw the team, I was a bit intrigued. I saw that obviously Taylor was up front for them, and I thought well, this this might not end well at all. But to be fair, probably defensively, I thought we were pretty good. Really? Yeah, Wilson. I, we've missed Wilson. Honestly, he's a he's, it just gets you know no frills and you know for once yesterday clearly you know this is a this is the type of football we should have been playing all season we're not good enough to play from the back we haven't got enough players in the back who are good enough on the ball to play from the back and you know that more direct style i think suited us yesterday mm. 
Well, you mentioned it, it's a positive start for us. I mean, let's go through the chances. There's obviously no, no goal action to talk of, but plenty of chances here. And again, it's the story of the season that when the chances present, we don't, we're not particularly clinical. Um, seven minutes, Chambers digs out a deep cross on the right side, um, and Noah heads it back across goal where the keep kind of misses it, but Atkinson's yeah. on the post and kind of Can't clears it away. Um, but 29, this is the big chance, really. There's kind of a big chance in each half. Um, Judge clears it to Norwood on halfway, gets the ball up forward. Um, he's, he's kind of 2v1, but um, gets a crossover to Bennett, who's totally unmarked, kind of in the middle, but the ball's a bit heavy and he's forced to take it wide. But he gets his cross in and pings it into Parrot. And it's a nice tee up for himself. And then he pings his shot well wide he's and he's a bit unlucky. Close he does there, everything he? well doesn't he because the ball comes and he sort of just almost flicks it up and he sort of volleys and he does he does he just drags it what i think the start of that move was really good from was it not a crossfield ball from kenlock first half i think i, I think, think that, that might not, be second i think that might was be that second it may have been i was but, watching the highlights there's one in the second half i think okay yeah. perhaps that was what it but was kenlock was but decent yesterday i thought kenlock yeah, was oh. very good yesterday i mean he's got He's got that predictable turn inside that, that you know, <laughs> defenders, when he's advanced, will fall for every single time. But he just, yeah, he just manoeuvres the ball. And he, you know, I, I thought we had a really good, really good game yesterday. That was that was a really good move, actually. It was a good move. It's just everything but the finish. And he wasn't feet, he just dragged it, didn't he? Yeah, well, we, did it. Think... we moved. We moved quickly, didn't we? In that move, yeah. that's what was so noticeable. As opposed to previous weeks, when we've we've laboured a bit and been slow to the build-up, oh, it was right. simply a case of into Norwood, direct, Norwood. Yeah, first time Bennett has yeah. made a run from midfield in attack, yeah. and uh, like you said, Parrot did everything right. You know, he, he gets across the defender, takes a nice touch, but unfortunately, just just drags it wide. But it was yeah. nice to see some attacking intent with a bit of a bit of pace, as opposed to the what we've seen oh, in the really? last few weeks. Yeah, I what do you think? think of, made... What do you think of Bennett's yesterday? Because I, I like him because he's, he's something. He's always trying something different. I mean, I think he's a perhaps his final ball and his decision making leaves a bit to be desired. But I quite like him. You know, he's always trying to trick, isn't he? Yeah, he's certainly got a lot more about him than Thomas, hasn't he? For God's sake. Yeah, mm. he's direct. His knees, pacey. Like he reminds me of Danny Rowe last year. You know, always looks to make things happen, but maybe lacking that last bit of that last bit of quality oh, yeah. when it's when it's needed. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. We're talking of wingers trying to make a. An impression. Um, Barker it is, um, who twists and turns down the town left on 32, um, and he pings a shot across, which evades Taylor. It's kind of ne one thing, neither one thing nor the other. Um, but that's that's the kind of key action for the first half. Um, but I think it was shaded it, and I think so. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was expecting, like I said, I think we were all expecting a lot more from Oxford. They were just. Very, I was going to say, yeah. But no, I think much better performance than the other night for sure. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you and are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITFC match programme each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com slash bluemonday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process. Yeah, I was good, sorry, I was going to say, the, the bigger talking point for me were how underwhelming Oxford were. Oh. And, I, and I don't, maybe, you know, I mentioned it in, in the kind of the start, but maybe the defeat to Tranmere, because I assumed they'd, you know, Tranmere oh, on the division Wembley, below, I, yeah. thinking Wembley, and yeah, yeah, maybe a bit of a kicking the watsits and um, back to earth with a bit of a bump. Um, second half action, guys. Um, Bennett's involved again here. 46 minutes. Dazelle, we were taking in-swinging corners yesterday. Yes, <laughs> in-swinging corners. Um, one, it's a half cleared to Bennett's, who's kind of just kind of a weird angle from the side, just inside the area. Well, the big chance was Norwood, wasn't it? Norwood just didn't react. I think it was flicked on at yeah. the near post, and Norwood was probably only about eight yards out, and he just couldn't square himself up. 
Um, yeah, this is the big. He came to him so quickly, didn't he? He came to him yeah, so quickly. Yeah, he did. Quickly. And Bennett just did it first time, didn't he? Either flash in or flash wide, as as, as they did. Um, he didn't get the view behind the goal to see how close it was. Unfortunately, on no, the yeah. follow, obviously, angle wasn't great. But yeah, this this chance with this Bishop who pings it back in, Gorin is who misses the ball completely in Norwood. It lands to him, and he just spins. And it hits everything the post. Right. He's, he's unlucky yeah. there, isn't he? Does everything he's right. the post and bounce out. He's yeah, he's really really unlucky there. Yeah, yeah. Um, 55 Bishop it is this is a really nice bit where Bishop kind of drives into yeah, the area crosses just into the into the <laughs> corridor of uncertainty and Parrot stabs it wide from close in um, yeah this is a big chance this is for Oxford where they start to come back into the game part way through the second half Brannigan lovely ball in behind Kenlock for Sykes who dinks oh, it over to Taylor who's totally unmarked NCL is on the deck and all Taylor can do is head it over the bar. That was a big chance. Yeah, he that just was... misjudged it, didn't he? I think the ball just supposed to be ball came over with a bit more pace than he thought because he wasn't far out at all, wasn't he? he? Just almost misjudged his jump. But um, that was it. You're right. That was their big chance, wasn't it? Really, that was, that was yeah. a big let off for us, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been a bit of a sucker punch though, wasn't it? No, really. Yeah, well, as I said, Oxford's Oxford had been building a little bit yeah. of momentum. But, yeah, but there's but there's not a huge amount of action to talk about for the rest of the game. Parrot takes on two defenders. He's kind of on his own and pings a shot wide from a really tough angle. There's a few substitutions. Harrop comes on for Bishop. Drynan for Norwood. Sears for Bennett. Doesn't really make much difference, really. Albeit Harrop's about to have a moment of glory. Um, Highly makes a save from Winnow on 89, but this is the big chance. 90-plus minutes. Harrop out of nowhere slides in to deny Kelly, who is about to pull the trigger from point bank blank range and saves a point for Ipswich and that's your lot guys um, and I don't think a narrow Ipswich victory would have been unreasonable would have been unfair no, I, thought on we, I thought we shaded it and a 1-0 would have been fair you know it was so much better than Tuesday night and I don't think I don't think we could have had any complaints if we'd have won that we, we, we played well uh, proper attacking intent much more direct than normal I liked having the two strikers on the pitch albeit maybe not in an orthodox two up front um, and I think we deserved we deserved to win that one yeah, yeah, Dave. Any any standouts? You mentioned Bennett's, but I thought the centre backs played well. I thought I mean Enciala really didn't, <laughs> for once, didn't really put a foot wrong, did he? And, and you know, somebody's play was really good. But and Wilson was solid at the back. But again, I thought Kenlock. I thought Kenlock had a really good game, especially you know getting getting forward and supporting. Um, no, no one, you know, no one really was 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 poor yesterday. You know, Bishop. You know, even second half was affecting the game. Still looking to drive into the box and stuff. So, yeah, you know, encouraging. But yeah, you put it in perspective. Is you know, Oxford. You know, you're taking a point from Oxford at Oxford at home, sort of thing. All right, Oxford were flying, but I guess that puts it in perspective. That's seen as a good result, isn't it? Shows yeah, where we are, doesn't it? Shows where we are yeah. at the moment. Let's yeah, see what Oxford do after after this point and see whether they're on a downward slump. I always... But you could be right, Rhea. There's a good point you made that I think they'd have thought Tramp, because it was at home as well, Tramp at home in the semi-final. Yeah. Oh, we'll just walk through this and we're great. they at Wembley. So maybe, you know, yeah, we, we got, got caught them on the back of uh, on the back of a sort of slight hangover from that, perhaps. Yeah, maybe so. Because and... I think they played a fairly strong team that night as well, I believe. I didn't check that one. I only checked the I Wigan did. team. Jordan, did my, okay. my son said that he thought they, they had a pretty strong team out. Yeah, I, mean, we... I, I heard this on the EFL show yesterday. Was it Tranmere's like fourth appearance at Wembley in like two seasons or something ridiculous? I mean, I they, they had two playoffs, two playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, course, <laughs> right for some minute. I mean, I... and we're one of is it five. <laughs> We've or six never been. <laughs> we're one <laughs> of five just or keeps six getting less and less. Has never it? played there <laughs> at the new Wembley. One day, staggering. staggering. <laughs> Maybe in our lifetimes that'd be nice, eh, wouldn't it? Sure. Um, let's move on to the question, guys. Yours. <laughs> yeah. Um FPL attractor um to play how we try to play requires good coaching. So should we have just stuck to the straightforward style like the start of last year as we are badly coached? Um I'll flip that around, Seb. I I, I don't know whether FPL attractor is alluding to the style that we maybe went with yesterday, the more direct style, which I think he's suggesting that when we try and play Lambert ball or tiki tack or whatever you want to call it or out from the back, which Mick Mills was lamenting yesterday and pleased to see the back of, um, we're suddenly a little bit more coherent, aren't we? 
Yeah, and I guess with 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 two up front, you know, you've got two outlets to if you want to go more direct, you've got two outlets that you can hit quite quickly. Playing the the ball around the back, like Dave said earlier, the, the players just aren't good enough to do it. You know, yesterday was noticeably more direct, running the channels more, and and more people bursting forward from midfield. So it was a much better performance, and it, it's no coincidence we didn't do any of the the, the Lambert ticky tacky stuff. And and, and I, you know what? And ironically, as I said earlier. That's the kind of football that, you know, if you're playing Norwood as a focal point, that would absolutely suit Jackson, as yeah. it did at the start of last season, down on the yeah. ground. Um, um, and Seb, uh, FBO Tracks, and this question from David Andrews as well, um, are querying whether the kind of more direct style seems to um, suggest a, a, a lack of vision or maybe a lack of quality coaching would you agree with that or yeah i mean it's that you, you'd have to be a genius to work out we are we are poorly coached you know so therefore if you're going to go direct um you, you, you sort of back to the basics you know get two up front hit it long and there's this minimal coaching you can do for that you know it's it's much more direct much more much more quick play from from back to front rather than mess around and practice your coaching all the ticky tacky and slow the play down in the middle of the pitch um Scott Moore, Dave after failing to be a top eight side again albeit i think Accrington are they in the Top six, uh, top seven, seven, yeah, seven. Ah, we beat we beat Akron, and they're in the, they're in the top eight. Scott, um, does this result put the final nail in the coffin of Ipswich's chances of getting into the playoffs? No, it doesn't. It doesn't, as you said. There's like we've got nineteen games, nineteen games to go. But um, like I said before, I think if and a big big if if you do get a change of of a manager, change of coach. Then, who's to say you won't get a you know you won't get a four a three four four game winning bounce? And that's really all it takes in this division. It's so tight that is really all it takes certainly to get into the top six. I think we can safely say the top um the top two are <laughs> the top two has long since sailed. But certainly you know you, you you're more than capable of getting into the top six. But you know under the current management, current coaching, you just can't see us winning out winning enough games or scoring enough goals. The trouble is, as well, is that uh, we'll come on to this on the roundup in a little bit more detail. Top, the playoff placed teams are Hull, Doncaster, Portsmouth, and Sunderland, who I would not back us, let alone to surpass and nick one of their spots, but to beat them in, no. you know, two matches and maybe an extra legs. No, but, yeah, but no. you know what? But what you need between now and the end of the season is momentum, isn't it? Oh, Christ, yeah, we saw true. that. We saw that years ago under Burley, you know, but that, again, that really doesn't not necessarily mean anything, you know, going into playoffs with momentum. But I think more than ever this season, because of the, you know, the, the, the you know, the, the season we've had and the, the, the fall off in, you know, since what being top again in what September, October and the fall off since then, you know, it's going to just take such a dramatic turnaround in form. And, you just can't see it, not under the current manager, can you? Just mm. can't see it. We're talking to the manager, Seb. Um, Cornish Mariner here. Um, results and Ipswich style of play, being a decent bloke, can a manager survive long with one of those missing? Um, the current one has none. <laughs> but when judging the incomers, which I see means the candidates are the second and third qualities essential, as in the Ipswich style of play and being a decent bloke. Well, I mean, you know, everyone always said that Mick was a was a decent bloke. The players absolutely loved him. Okay, he fell out with the with the fans and stuff towards the end, but I don't think you'd find many people to have a bad word against him in the uh, in the in the, in the club itself. And I guess if you've got that kind of man management skills, then you can build, you know, almost an us against them mentality, and that and that can prove successful. It worked for Mick. It's, it might be working for him now at Cardiff. It, it could prove that that is a uh, a decent strategy if you want to get that quick, you know, that quick quick fire response from a new a new person coming in. Uh, what was the second one? A the Ipswich way. Who's just trying to play and being a decent blower, yeah. Ipswich, yeah, we just want to see good football, don't we? I mean, Christ, we're not exactly, you know, we're not Leeds or Villa or Newcastle where we'd be, you know, properly kicking off if, um, you know, if, 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 if Lam- Lambert's got it very, very easy to put it that way. All we, all we want to see is some decent football played on a Saturday afternoon and be proud of the side. We're not asking for Premier League. You know, we're not asking, Christ, we go out, we'd be happy with an FA Cup third round tie at this point, wouldn't we? Let's be honest. <laughs> we're not, you know, we're not the most vociferous of fans. All we want to do is have a team that we're proud to watch on a Saturday and that involves good football. And I think so there's a want... problem, you know, the Ipswich style of play. Well, what is the Ipswich style of play now? There's a problem. We've lost any sort of identity, haven't we? Yeah, well, Keane was quite quick to but kind of besmirch that, wasn't he? As some kind of, you know, it's Ipswich town, not Man United, blah, blah, blah. But... Well, it was. I mean, you know, and I, you know. Well, Majorton always... ordered it, didn't he? Majorton. I can always harp on, about, harp on about the good old days and stuff. But, you know, you're now looking 40 years ago. 
Um, and, and over 20 years and now since you know the Burley side. 20 years since the Burley side. So, you know, really what identity, what style of play have we had in the last, well, crikey, probably since McCart- since Mick sort of um, went uber defensive. I mean, it's, yeah, it's been hard to identify, hasn't it? Um, I, I love this one incredibly. Maurice, I think Maurice Cloud, Claude, um, saw Paul Warren's post-match interview in Rotherham's Kent Norwich. Um, Rotherham were excellent, really testing Norwich. What this guy does with resources available is remarkable. Forget who he supports, he supports Norwich. Mm-hmm. If Lambert goes, I could not think of a better appointment. Yeah, but he's he would see Ipswich as a step down, so I'm not sure why he would mm-hmm. join us over Rotherham, depending on whether, which division they were in, but... He's also under contract, I think, or maybe he's out of contract pants and so on. I mean, oh. yes, in theory, but there's lots of ifs, buts, and maybes around Paul Warren, isn't there? Yeah. Um, Lowy Blue, um, uh, Lowy Blue story. Well, that was half decent spirited performance chances, but lack of cutting edge, continuing problem, fair play, though, for putting in a shift. Um, Jack, if we ditch, uh, Jack Sharman, if we ditch the lottery machine for the moment, what do you think our best eleven would currently be in the first game of a prospective new <laughs> manager? I mean, we we get questions. Let, uh, let me pitch this a little bit for you. Let me, we most weeks we'll get a "Can you name our best eleven question? That's we don't. It's just too long a question to answer. <laughs> so I guess my I, narrowing it down. Would you make any changes from the Oxford game for Hull? Um, I'd have Jackson back in the squad, as we said yeah. earlier. Whether whether he starts or not, I'd certainly have Jackson back in the squad. Uh, it's Hull, isn't it? Free scoring Hull. Um, I don't know. I'm no. I mean, why? You know, the back four played really well. I thought. Um, no, I, I I wouldn't make too many too many changes at all. I don't think. I so, don't think he will. No, agreed. Possibly, maybe Edwards if he's fit to come back in to give a bit of natural width and a bit of yeah. maybe a bit of protection to the fullbacks as well because you're not going to get that with judging a wide position. But but no, as as you know, as Dave said, defensively, I'd, I'd keep them all the same personally. And we we do look a much better side with Wilson back, don't we? Let's be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Solid. Um, Mrs. Mrs. Nuts, um, if there is anything in this room about a US consortium <laughs> buying ITFC, do you think they've been watching too much Netflix? Hashtag the dig. I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list. I haven't, yeah. I've done, oh, I've sorry, brilliant. Things. Really good. good. Yeah, really good. Ralph yeah. Suffolk accent, Dave. He is spot on. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> really good. Yeah, it's a good film, but good good sort of feel-good film, yeah, I'd say. Love yeah, and that Kerry Mulligan's really good in it as well. Yeah, very good. Yeah, go. How many out of five stars? Oh, I'd give a solid solid four, I think. Four. Dave yeah, Diamond, exactly. four stars. Yeah. Um, Another Dave, Dave Gort. Um, we all know that PL is correct in his view that the structure of the club isn't right. That said, I feel a director of football to oversee all football affairs to then report into Marcus Evans could just be as an important a position to fill, if not more so than the manager. Um, is, who wants to talk about this one? What, what is Leo Neal's title? Yeah. <laughs> director <laughs> like, of football operations, isn't he? Yeah, he's so got about five different jobs, isn't he? That's... Slash recruitment, slash contract, slash academy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He just well, needs to he... appoint... Go on, sorry, good. No, no, you carry on. Go on. He just needs to appoint... Evans needs to appoint somebody. and He needs to hold his hands up and say, look, I don't know how to run a football club, so I'll appoint this person. I give them the authority to make decisions, etc., and sort of minimise his, his, his input, so to speak. I think the reason everything sort of seems to take so long at our club is they literally have to wait for Evans to, you know, come in once a, once a month, maybe once every three weeks, and sign checks and carry out the reviews and the meetings and stuff. If there was that person, that body, who, you know, is effectively running the football club for him, everyone in the club knows who to go to, Everything gets done a lot, lot quicker, and Evans can sort of take a bit of a, a bit of a backseat and just you know look after this asset for me, and he can concentrate on his other businesses and stuff. Because I mean, that's gone. He, that that sort of position, I guess, is gone, and I guess Liam Neal's filled that a bit because he had um, well, he had two to begin with. He had what, who do you have? Jonathan Simmons. And he had Ian Ian, Ian Milne as well, yeah. didn't he? So Ian Ian Milne went what a couple of seasons ago ago now. So which is what you said probably that that meant Liam Neal was wearing. He's quite obviously fairly in in that sort of terms, fairly young, fairly inexperienced, and is wearing a lot of hats at the moment. Mm. Play, he's plate spinning, isn't he, Leo Neil? I kind of think of yeah. football club owners like um, utilities companies. Like you go home and you turn the lights on and you turn the tap on, and stuff happens. And yeah. when it breaks, you want it sorted quickly, but otherwise, you just want it to work. And to me, football club owners should be like that. I don't. 
need Marcus Evans interfering or getting involved. <laughs> and, and he's proven that when he does, he doesn't know what he's doing. So surely a good business man knows his strengths and weaknesses and should have long, like long ago, got someone into it so he could just step away and leave things. Stuff. Yeah, exactly right. And, and you know, there'll be good people at, at Ipswich Town trying their damnedest to make the best of the situation they find themselves in, but just hamstrung by the owner micromanaging them. I'm sure that's the case. And Oh, no, it, it seems to be, what you know, the bits are bits and pieces, I think, I hear and we all hear coming out of the club and this is, everyone is just totally, from the playing staff down to whoever, is just totally disillusioned. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. So, director of football, but just a chief exec, I think, in general, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, just the authority to make all the decisions. Mm. Um, here's Craig from the pod um, chucking ah. a question for us a football question um, have we had a central midfielder who is worse at tackling than Andre Dezel another booking for him yesterday is he coming up on 10 yeah I think that's number 9 isn't it I think yeah. and I say this as a big fan of his close and personal friend of his, of his father yeah Dezel it wasn't his best game yesterday was it better set pieces someone needs to teach him to tackle it don't they well, he's slight, isn't he? He's still quite slight, and I just don't think he commits, does he? And, that, and sometimes that looks worse when you don't. When that's only holding back, but it's a bit, you know, just stick your leg in and stuff like that. It it it, it looks bad, you know. He's not to me. He just doesn't seem totally committed. Look, it's not going to be the strongest, you know, the strongest part of his game, is it? But yeah, um, and when he does, perhaps a, a lot of those are, are sort of mistimed and just look look poor. Let's but, be honest. No one in the team can really tackle that, can they? Well, Dan, like he's, he's, he's not had downs alongside him for more than what, probably five, six games this season now. So, obviously, he's had to do more of his more more of the yeah, defensive yeah. work he would have liked to have done. You know, when downs there, Seb. leave that to him a little bit. What was that? Sorry, everyone's getting suspended. That's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got a stat stat man out there. He'd be able to tell us. I mean, what is our record? What is our record total of red cards for the season? For Christ's sake, we're still nineteen games to go. I mean, how many? How many has it been this season? Five, I five. I think. Yeah, five now. I think. Let yeah. me um, see if I can get the disciplinary table up. Let me ask this question while I'm doing it. Um, from Mullet. Hello, Mullet. Um, oh, yeah. Isn't it telling that had the season gone to plan, that would be a disappointing result performance to Oxford, and not a massive improvement? As we said yeah. earlier, it shows where we are, doesn't it? Let's be honest. Mm. It shows it shows the position that we're currently in and the and the way things currently are. You know, if we're in the playoffs and they're in the playoffs and you you get a point, you know, the, the one thing we did in the in the Burley, the promotion area, is that we didn't really lose to the the, the sides in and around us in the playoff area. Yeah. So if they're up there with us and we get a solid point, you know, it's a good point and you move on. When we're chasing the pack, it's just another it's another lost opportunity to claw back some ground. That's the way I see it. Mm. Yep. Here yeah. comes the league table. So uh, this is. Oh, come on, transfer market. Um, we've had five red cards. One of those is is, is a yellow to a red. Um, two yellows to a red, I think. Five. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and finally, Joey Suffolk. Hello, Joseph. Um, <laughs> now, clearly, Lambert is a dreadful manager, but I can't get away from the fact that I care about the club more now than in mixed latter days. Is it fair to say that the early PR pool work re-engaged fans and now it's that time for someone else to make the club perform to harness that yeah i mean i think all the goodwill perhaps he garnered from um from that sort of charm offensive has now worn very very thin hasn't it yeah <laughs> if but not a lot more people completely. engaged to, to joey's point you know sorry a lot, a lot, there's a lot more would you say there are more people engaged now i guess there's maybe we we twitter's we've always say that Twitter's a bit of an echo chamber. I guess I know a lot of people are interested and therefore emotional and, and Oh, so you mean then under about... the latter days of McCarthy? Yeah, so there's the Oh yeah, the latter, I mean, the latter days of McCarthy gone. was fairly dire when it just general just yeah. apathy and couldn't but, care what, couldn't care less type thing. But, yeah. But that being said, I know a lot of people who haven't gone to Ipswich and wouldn't go back since Mix the Mick era as well. You know, I th I'm sure we all know people who have Handed in their season tickets, yeah. so that's that's something that's quite recent. 
The season yeah. ticket renewal figures are going to be very, very interesting, aren't they? Oh, we, we went down, and there was this this surge. You know, that we cl- applauded them off, and the North Stand was singing when they got relegated, etc. So there was a big bounce. Everyone thought it'd be fun for a year in League One, and we'd see some new grounds. And no, then Wembley. bizarrely, you know, last year with uh, with with COVID, you know, they they still remained really, really strong. I guess the if it drops to six five six thousand, that's going to be a real, real indicator and a real measure of the of the of the feeling towards the club at the minute. Yeah. And that's your lot on the questions. Thank you, everyone, for for those. It wasn't. I wouldn't say it's a prolific round of questions, but I think you know nil, another nil-nil draw, not and not a huge amount of new material there, apart from the press conference mumbo jumbo. Um, so that's to be expected. But thank you to those of you who did send in questions and helped ch- shape the debate. Always welcome. Um, let's finish on the roundup then and look ahead to Hull. In no particular order, um, Accrington won, Shrewsbury won. So it's a good result. Shrewsbury are among the one of the form teams at the moment, despite the fact they're still 17th. That's a good, helpful result for us. Um, as is Fleetwood won, Charlton won, although Charlton are starting to drop away a little bit um, from the top six positions. Posh three, Wimbledon nil, Peter up in up into second yeah, place. hitting form. They yeah. look quite good. Blimey, yeah, um, on that on that beach of a pitch, my god, yeah, yeah. they look really good. Another form team of Blackpool since since losing to us, and um, they beat beat Portsmouth, who are without Kenny Jacket, who's recovering. We wish him. I mean, it's, it's, it's a crazy division. They doubled Portsmouth, haven't they? Oh, they doubled them. Yeah, we've, we've, I mean, we've, we've scored thirty goals all season, and six of those have been against Blackpool. <laughs> crazy. So in theory, that means we're better than Portsmouth, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. There you go. Um, Wigan won. Lincoln two. Lincoln pretty consistent. They're kind of there's a feeling of Rotherhamness and Coventryness yeah, about yeah. Lincoln City now. Um, yeah, those results out. Uh, the game of the day yesterday. Doncaster three. Hull City three. Some last minute drama for Doncaster getting themselves a point. Did you see, he scored the last crash. minute goal. I did not know. Coppinger came on this sub. Yeah, they, yeah. I, was, I saw it on the NFL. Brilliant. Um, it was a James Coppinger celebration day. Um, they let him design the kit. Players presented him with these white and gold boots. I mean, talk about scripts. He comes on and scores um, free oh, kick from about 20 yards in about the 92nd, 92nd minute. Here's a stat. It was the 16th consecutive season he scored for Doncaster. Oh, I love that. Well done, James like. Coppinger. Wow. Is, like. it, is his wife still working in Ipswich Hospital? Yeah, I think, she so. I think, I think she, she, you know, he, uh, obviously his move fell through and she saw, I think she, she's got the job at Ipswich and has stayed there ever since, I think. <laughs> Burton, Neil, Sunderland, three. Sunderland starting to put a little bit of form together under Streaky Lee. Um, Jillingham, two. Jill's two, as I wrote. Jillingham, two. Bristol Rovers, now I think there might be breaking news um, whilst we are on air from Ooh. Joe that Bristol Rovers are about to appoint Joey Barton, but I don't know whether that is confirmed wow. or not. So that might okay. be nonsense by the time this goes out. But otherwise, um, some interesting news there. Another one um, we missed. Swindon 2, Crew 1, um, Rochdale 0, Plymouth 0, MK Dons, another form team. Four wins out of six um, for Russell Martin's MK Dons. Four, three winners over North I mean, that shows, all right, they played two games more. They're now above us, aren't they? They are, yes. yes, good shout. Yeah, well, looking at the league table, so I mentioned Lincoln, Peterborough, both um, their first and second, one point between them, um, and they've paid, played two games less than Hull City, who are in third on 53, and it's Doncaster, who've got three games in hand, one game in hand on the top two. I won't bother talking about the games in hand, it's a bit of a nonsense. Portsmouth and Sunderland, they make up the top six with Accrington just outside. Ipswich are 12th. On 41 points, level on points with MK Dons, as you rightly say, Dave. Um, and um, yeah, and six points it's off the playoffs lack, with lack of goals. I mean, what's 30 one goals, game in hand? 30 goals all season in 27 games. So I looked at the scorers, and um, I think um, Clark Harris has got 18. White's got 18 on his own for good, on their own for goodness' sake. Yeah. yeah well, that's, uh, that's, it's a good intro for Hull, who we have yeah. next. Seb and I remember a lovely day out to Hull <laughs> yeah. in the, uh, the 18-19 season. Um, that was enjoyable, wasn't it, Seb? I think it's when we started to realise we might be in trouble here, wasn't it? Was it after an international break, if I remember right? Yeah. 3-0? Two, two, two nil. They, they were woeful, weren't they? It was after the Norwich game. That was it. The Norwich game was quite yeah. optimistic and cheery. We got a good point, and we thought, okay, he's got two weeks on the training ground now, and they were absolutely awful. And we started to think, hang on, 
do we? We never. I can remember a five-two win some years back. I think Francis Jeffers might have Jamie Peters and Alan Lee. I think volley. Yeah. yeah. We never. This never a good. Um, yeah, we never do well up there. No, well, take a point. <laughs> take a point. point. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. I'll have a third nil and nil nil on the trot. Um, the the star player for them is Malik Wilkes. He's got fourteen goals. He's scored two on Saturday against Doncaster. He's got five in his last two. He's got a hat trick midweek as well. <laughs> Joshua Dennis as well. He's got nine. Um, uh, so they they know how to score. Um, but they, they um, I, I kind of keep. I, I found this twelve game. Form table, so I'm just going to keep referring. I'm going to milk it dry. Um, eleventh. <coughs> yeah, they dropped this, off a bit. In this twelve game yeah, form yeah, yeah. table. Um, we're, we're, I mean, we're we're not much better, obviously. Um, but they're still third in the league. They've played two more games than most other teams, as I mentioned, around them. Um, one win out of the last six, so and they lost to Burton. So sad. Uh, there for the taking, aren't they? And then along came Ipswich. <laughs> along came Ipswich. <laughs> Either I, of you I, confident? I'd take no. a point but to be fair I thought we'd get beaten yesterday I, I think I predicted 2-0 so I yeah. thought we'd get turned over yesterday so maybe you know if he keeps a, a similar formation and goes more direct maybe anybody can beat anybody in this league let's be honest so let's they try can, and be, try and be positive but dead right they can but, uh, until it comes to us that's <laughs> never really us to say yeah. no take um, a point yeah, yeah absolutely yeah absolutely take a point all day long from that and then Donnie at home on Saturday, yeah, isn't not it? Not a great yeah. run, is it? No. Then and then Accrington after his? Yeah, and then Gillingham, I think, isn't it? So. Well, if the playoffs are a question mark at the moment, they might couple be... A couple of wins. Need at least a well, couple of wins. Yeah. Back in the mix. Get us back in the mix. Oh, surely, if, surely if results go to form, if he hasn't gone already, after Hull on Tuesday and Doncaster on Saturday, this time next week, surely... <laughs> What's did, we all, do? did we all think he looked a bit relaxed in the post-match oh, his interviews and stuff? It was bizarre. It's almost like he's had a meeting and been told you're here to the end of the season. It was. Or, uh, or, or as I said to Joe on the thing last night, uh, um, perhaps he's just got wind of his severance pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Corfu yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, what, uh, win, lose or draw, um, we will be back for our live show on Tuesday night. Um, ben will be in the host chair again for that one. And I don't know who's joining him. Maybe maybe. Maybe Dave will fancy. I don't know. We'll figure that one out and we'll let you know on the Twitter. Um, I don't think you've been asked. I'm, I'm maybe. No, no, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not me. I'm doing a, I tell you, I've been invited to what? a a Zoom um, cricket. <laughs> That's bizarre. I don't know. It's before I, I realised it was, um, it was match. But I would have gone anyway. A Zoom cricket, um, uh, I don't know, function with them. Um, and the star guest is uh, Curtly Ambrose. Lovely stuff. So that would be in- probably more interest to Craig actually than the- yeah. yeah. Craig, yeah sorry, I know he's wasted. <laughs> Seb's going curly who, and you you're sort of going. Is he related like, to oh. Darren? I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Can I just say? Can I just say? Just a bit, a bit of feel good. I know earlier on I said you know I know it's forty years ago and we harp back. Forty years ago on the twenty first of February, nineteen eighty one, the great Kevin Beatty scored his last ever goal for Ipswich Town. Against Wolves? There you no. go. 3-1. Towering back post header. There you go. I think Stat might have posted the goal. Not my footage. Oh, did he? I haven't seen it. I haven't I think seen he's it. Yet. It's, on the, um, yeah. it's on the BBC history video that John Watson did of the club, I think. So right. I've got it and I could have posted it, but I think Stat's got it. So, oh, there you go. And, there you go. And, and we may have more 40th anniversary news yeah. to follow. We'll keep that under our hats for now, Dave, mm. but okay. maybe some maybe some exclusive yeah, insights coming to that everyone's it, wearing yeah, a few weeks' time. Yep. Um, and one other thing to draw attention to, we talked about the live show on Tuesday. Um, the other thing that should probably land Monday evening, um, I mentioned um, the article in the Telegraph that was written by um, Jim White, not the Jim White from TalkSport and Sky Sports News, uh, another Jim White. Um, he's um, he's kindly agreed to sit down and have a chat with me about the article that you wrote. We, we kind of I gave him a few bits and pieces, um, but just to get a, a wider external perspective on the pantomime that is Ipswich Town from oh, a national stuff. journalist. Um, so um, yeah, so that will that will go out as kind of a special pod on Monday evening. So keep a lookout for that. Um, you can find that on our Twitter account at Blue Monday ITFC and um, on our YouTube. It will go down the pod feed as well. Um, and on our Instagram, Blue Monday pod team um, on there, you can also find information of our referral link um, to the terrace, terrace forward slash 
Blue Monday for or if you want to give us a little bit of kickback for any purchases you make and keep an eye out for any um, discount codes that we might have. Nothing at the moment, but you never know. Um, Seb, where can we find you on the Twitter? At BrownS08. And Dave? At DaveDiamond3. Not the most prolific of Twitter, are you, Dave? But always worth a follow just because it's you. Why wouldn't you follow him? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And you can follow me at Ipswich. Gentlemen, that is your lot. Thank you so much, as always, for your time, your insights, your, you know, as I said at the start, these are the big game players that we've got. And so thank you for your thoughts on that. Um, Who wants the final words? Um, Dave, I'll let you have the final word. Come on, Seb. You have. I can't think of any. I can't keep. Um, saying, I can't, can't. I can't keep saying that final word. I've done. I've done with it. No, no, no. <laughs> Come on, Seb. Uh, it's it wasn't crap yesterday. It's going to meh. No, no, exactly. Meh. Yeah, do a meh. That's that's more accurate, isn't it? Meh like that. <laughs> meh. <laughs>